BioInsights podcast. This episode is called Shear Ignorance? Think Again, Breaking the Perception of Lentivirus Shear Within Viral Vector Manufacturing. I'm Charlotte Barker, and today I'll be discussing tangential flow filtration in lentiviral purification with two experts from Merck. Ritesh Krishnan is a senior strategy consultant in Merck's novel modalities bioprocessing group for the Americas, and Akshat Gupta is Associate Director, Global Biofarm Center of Excellence at Merck. Thank you very much for joining me, Ritesh and Akshat. So to get us started, Ritesh, can you explain how and why tangential flow filtration is used in viral vector manufacturing? Yeah, that's a good question, Charlotte. It is important to start with the basics of bioprocessing, right? Uh, tangential flow filtration, or TFF in short, is a widely used unit operation in the biopharma industry for downstream processing applications. A typical TFF step employs membranes such as, you know, polyether cellphone or regenerated cellulose of varying molecular weight cutoff limits to either concentrate a product of interest through volume reduction and or or perform buffer exchange through diafiltration. Uh, traditional TFF requires multiple passes through a system using a pump to drive feed material through a filter and then sending the retentate back to the feed tank for another pass through the entire system. Uh, the circuitry of operation is well monitored using pressure and temperature gauges to ensure avoiding high pressures that can cause damage to the material of construction of the membranes and the product of interest itself. It is a very efficient method of separation of the product of interest for a diverse range of modalities, be it uh, monoclonal antibodies, viral vectors such as adeno-associated viruses, uh, lentiviruses, or different types of vaccine platforms that are used today. Uh, this step effectively removes undesirable contaminants like cellular residues and others from the product of interest. Now zooming in on a standard viral vector manufacturing process, the TFF step is used a couple of times. First is for volume reduction prior to a capture chromatography step. Uh, specifically the loading step, and a final concentration and diafiltration step prior to the uh, final sterile filtration. This ensures the target concentration of the viral vector is reached and the product of interest is in the desired drug substance matrix or buffer. So what are the main types of TFF formats and membranes used in viral vector purification? Ritesh? There's a lot to unpack in this question, Charlotte. So if you're speaking about membranes, referring to the commonly used materials of construction, the answer would be either uh, polyether sulfone PES or its modified version or regenerated cellulose. A molecular weight cutoff of uh, 30 or 100 to 300 kilodalton is generally recommended for viral vector production. The rule of thumb is to have a membrane with a molecular weight cutoff of about three to five fold lower than the molecule of interest, which in this case, uh, these cutoffs apply to both AAV or lentivirus. Uh, another point to consider is that TFF membranes are available both in single use and reusable formats. And there are pros and cons associated with each type. Generally, if reusable formats are considered, then uh, comprehensive cleaning performance qualification and validation studies are required to ensure a sanitization, regeneration, and consistent performance for the desired number of cycles that the membrane is intended for. 
single-use formats are more popular among bioprocessing and manufacturing groups for uh, obvious reasons. And on the other hand, if you're talking about preferred membrane formats, then we have largely two options, uh, flat sheet cassettes and hollow fibers. Uh, maybe here I'll hand it over to my colleague Akshat to elaborate in detail. Thanks, Ritesh. I think you bring up some really good points. Um, so yeah, as Ratish was mentioning, there are two prominent device formats which are widely used in industry, the hollow fibers and the flat sheets. Hollow fibers have been traditionally used for industrial and uh, biomedical separations, and they have been around for a while. Uh, they have also been very successfully adopted for many biopharmaceutical applications. Uh, they are available in both uh, modified PES as well as uh, mixed cellulose ester membrane options. And yeah, you can pick up a, uh, or select a hollow fiber based on different lumen diameter, different lumen length, and also number of lumens in uh, each device. So shifting gears and moving to flat sheets, uh, the flat sheet designed for the biopharmaceutical applications uh, offer a very robust and a highly efficient uh, option for ultrafiltration. They are linearly scalable in a fairly compact form factor. And these aspects are really critical for GMP manufacturing um, and across the modalities. A lot of research has gone into designing the feed channels of these cassettes. And appropriate feed channel type can be selected for uh, a given mass transfer, pressure drop, or shear rate requirements for an application for a given modality. Cassettes are available in both uh, modified PES as well as regenerated cellulose uh, membrane options. So you have uh, a good amount of diversity. Another thing which I would like to mention is that um, in recent years, the spiral bound format has also been redesigned and is a very promising app alternative for closed applications and uh, for single use uh, processes. Great, and actually coming back to you, what are the key factors and best practices, would you say, when it comes to designing a TFF step? So there are various considerations which need to be kept in mind when we are designing a TFF steps. It kind of starts with uh, basically identifying the objective. So as Ratish was mentioning before, there are two key, op uh, key applications. The first one is if you are solely targeting the product concentration. This can be done to eliminate some of the processing bottlenecks uh, and downstream. And the other application would be a typical formulation where uh, the modality needs to be transferred into a specific dye filtration uh, uh, buffer and, uh, or a formulation buffer and then concentrated to a predefined concentration. And this is a step which is obviously in almost all the modalities towards the terminal end of the purification process. Now, one aspect, uh, aspect which we want to keep in mind early on when we are approaching TFF is to keep the GMP considerations in mind along with the scalability of systems and devices. It's, 
it's highly critical to pick a, a system design and a device format, which would be scalable. And um, the systems need to be characterized for at scale performance. They should have the right turndown ratios and um, you should be able to achieve the desired uh, yields and capacities at the full scale. The other aspect to keep in mind is if we are targeting closed processing, both the system as well as the device should be designed for it. It's particularly helpful to have pro process performance and recovery data available for at scale system and at scale devices. From modality standpoint, it's very important to have idea about the size and the PI of the target molecule and also how the key process variables like temperature, shear, and mixing affects the stability of the modality. So th that information can really come in handy when we are designing a TFF process. Another aspect to keep in mind is uh, how does do the impurities clear over uh, the diafiltration? And here, mainly we are targeting small molecule impurities. So that would be another consideration to keep in mind. Now, so that's kind of around the modality. Now, if we think in terms of uh, process, uh, Ratish kind of um, in introduced the concept before that, okay, there are two uh, key materials of construction of membranes, uh, polysulfone-based and the regenerated cellulose-based. So it will be kind of important to understand how the modality interacts with these uh, materials of construction. Typically, regenerated cellulose has been widely used uh, for applications with low binding, uh, low protein binding, uh, but that's um, it needs to be experimentally verified that what kind of membranes are working well with the given modality. Uh, another consideration to keep in mind is the buffer matrix and how stable is the modality in a given buffer matrix. Sometimes the buffer matrix would be linked to a downstream unit operation, but again, the excipients and the buffering system should be selected, which keeps the modality stable. Okay, so actually thinking about all the customers then that you work with, what are some of the most common perceptions or misconceptions regarding TFF for viral vector purification? So Charlotte, a lot of times, right, when we are uh, starting off with a novel modality, a challenge is that there's a very little information available on hand. And uh, that's something which we are seeing with a lot of new uh, viral vector uh, uh, therapies. And it's not very atypical to make a selection based on certain fundamental assumptions and some prevalent perceptions regarding certain technologies. So one perception which is particularly prevalent in industry when it comes to viral vector TFF is around shear. Uh, to have an assumption that enveloped viruses and proteins are sensitive to shear is honestly not a bad assumption. Right. Um, and but the challenge is that there's very limited work which has been done to establish the thresholds uh, 
for sheer susceptibility for these modalities. So that's something which needs to be understood and uh, these levels need to be designed. So uh, we can have a better understanding if these perceptions are real or not. Additionally, there's a generalized perception that hollow fibers are uh, introduce less shear stress to the modality as compared to flat sheet. Now, shear rates truly depend on feed fluxes and feed channel design. So to just broadly suggest that hollow fibers would be introducing less shear uh, may not be a correct statement. And at the same time, we can also uh, extend it and say uh, that flat sheets, to consider that all the flat sheets are same or similar in terms of shear rates is also uh, an inaccurate assumption. So as we move along with better understanding these modalities, uh, their interaction with the physiochemical environment and their susceptibility to shear, uh, we will progress towards making better processes in future. Absolutely. And how are your teams working to overcome that perception about, about flat sheets in viral vector purification? Akshat. Yeah, so there's a lot of ongoing work and this is being done at various scales and with the broad spectrum of feed. Uh, one thing which cannot be ignored is uh, the diversity of viral uh, vector modalities. Uh, and that diversity would require small scale or rather ultra small scale systems which can be used to characterize shear and uh, their interactions with various other process variables. We are also working with a lot of our customers to understand how different materials of uh, construction of membrane and uh, the device geometry are contributing towards the performance for processing of these viral vectors. Those are all great points, Akshat, right? And as you mentioned, so there isn't a cookie-cutter approach to TFF, and you also alluded to the uniqueness of the feed that shouldn't be overlooked, right? Process development scientists uh, have the luxury to leverage what has worked well in past projects or rely on information that is publicly available to the bioprocessing community. But just as how everything works in science, the approach has to be data-driven. Uh, no data, no science is a matter of fact, right? Customers have engaged us in both simple and also complex design of experiments with their process intermediates, as Akshat mentioned. This may be exploring uh, membrane chemistry, cutoff, transmembrane pressures, feed flux rates, operating temperature, load ratio, just to summarize a few, for the intended TFF step. Uh, the performance data with their feed material is then collected and packaged into a comprehensive report by our process development services or MSAT teams. And our customers usually perform their own analytics, after which 
engage with us in a holistic understanding of the TFF step. And we work together towards either optimization of parameters, scale up into a pilot plant or a manufacturing facility as necessary. Sometimes uh, the scope of our work with customers is to explore and evaluate a new product that is in alpha or beta testing cases. And we really appreciate the support we get from our customers who are instrumental in helping us better an existing product or providing feedback for a new concept. Uh, and oftentimes for the betterment of scientific community, we author, co-author or support manuscript preparation or technical articles with customers as well. A perfect example is that of a recently published article that looks at the scale down model of a 30 kilo Dalton fat sheet cassette in a regenerated cellulose format for the popular serotypes of AAV2 and 9. And in summary, one of our main objective is to solve our customers' toughest problems in bioprocessing. And we've been generating a large amount of data, including best practices for TFF operation to empower them and help them design processes firmly based on data, as Akshat mentioned. Uh, we are also excited to continue to partner with our customers in their journey of developing potentially curative solutions for patients using these uh, viral vectors. Thank you, Aksha and Ratish, for sharing your insights with us today. This episode was brought to you in partnership with Merck. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe to the BioInsights podcast.